Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Triforce Podcast with me, Lewis. Also, Sips yeah. is here. Yeah. And Perian Flax Hello. is here. How are you guys doing? Oh, great. Man, I am doing great. Just great. How are you doing? I'm good. I've I've been on non-stop for about two weeks now, and I'm feeling like I'm getting to the end of my like candle burning. You feel like a husk. Ends. You feel like a well, a hollowed out shell of a of a man. So we had RTX this weekend. Me and me and Pyrian went down and met up in London and we did um a, a little stage show, a little panel. Right. Um to a very small audience. Yeah. <laughs> About fifty people. Like it was right. funny because they're all the rooster teeth guys. Like I I I will be perfectly honest, I don't know anything about rooster teeth. Like I still wasn't sure what it is or, or what it is. I I don't watch their stuff or anything. It's imagine it's the American Yogs cut, right. right? And that they, they started off a long time ago. They've been going for a long time. They're they're in fact, they're older than us. They're like they were started started before we did, and they're about five years older than us. Right. right. Um, but well, I, actually, they're I've probably ne- about I, your age. I may have seen <laughs> Red versus Blue or a couple of other things that people mentioned. But they're in my life. Are you guys locked in a deal with them or something? Because you guys have done a bunch of RTXs, haven't you? Well, so so well. I mean, me and Doug and Shin wanted to go to Australia, New Zealand, uh, January when it was you know our winter there, summer, and we were like, let's go on holiday. We wanted to go to New Zealand anyway. They were like, RTX is happening. You know, it's a good excuse for you to to swing by if you're basically going to be in Sydney anyway. Um, so we were like, yeah, let's go go to Sydney for a, a week and and do RTX, and we did. And, and in return, they were like, oh, you should come to our one in London. We were like, sure. Um, and so 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 we actually me and me and it was originally supposed to be me and Shinna Dunk going to London, but for some reason, Duncan said he wasn't available. So Terps said, I'll just fill in. Right. So I mean, that's that's partly what happens with us. You know, it's like if someone can't make it for whatever reason, some of the others are sort of, sort of fill in. And yeah, and so it was a slight obligation, but not really. It was more. They did us a favor, so we did them a favor by by appearing. But I mean, the the, the guys I met were nice guys. It's just I, I honestly I didn't realize that it was such a big thing. Like the the convention that was there, people were saying it was it was quite small compared to what they expected because the one in Austin is huge, right? RTX in uh, in, well, in they're Texas Americans, is, is massive. So I guess exactly, the, exactly. Their fan base is is probably predominantly they, American. I mean, actually, quite a busy. Big event, honestly, for what I mean, if we did a Yogcon, it would be even smaller than that. You know, Rooster Teeth are, are bigger than us, right. really. But, and, but the and thing have... is, people come because it's in the same place where Comic Con is, they're expecting Comic Con levels of bigness. Well, that's the thing. We've been to Comic Con at the same venue yeah. before, and it is huge. But that Comic Con is huge. You know, you get, you get, I think, I think when you, when you label something Rooster Teeth Expo, it, we automatically feel out of place there, right? Um, yeah, that's you true. You know, we, we, 
we felt like we were stepping on their toes. We felt like we're that we don't want to take the limelight off them. We, we we feel like we're just sort of shy and retiring. And almost like anyone that came to our panel, I was almost like, yeah, hey guys, don't thanks forget. for picking us to come <laughs> yeah. to rather than watching a Rooster Teeth yeah, panel. Yeah. And then when you got to the panel and there was only fifty people there, you realized that all of your reservations were cancelled out like straight away. You were like, oh shit, yeah, no, we're not stealing the limelight after all. Yeah, <laughs> no, what's turned up? It was just an empty room. We just went and hid in there, set up some mics real quick and pretended we'd been invited to the... Uh... Interestingly, though, um, very few people... Actually, in fact, only one person I'd met before. Now, normally we do Insomnia and Comic-Con and there's a good, like... Yeah. I'd say... You it, see repeat offenders, number. don't you, like, at, at yeah, cons? Yeah, it's like... It's like it, it was originally very very low, but but I think it's now, like, 10% or something of people who come around I've usually seen before in some way at Insomnia or Comic-Con. Whereas at Rooster Teeth Expo, there was there was no one I'd seen before. And they were all clearly big Yorkscast fans as well. They were mostly wearing T-shirts or knowing stuff that I didn't know. Like, do you remember this thing that happened? I was like, wow. Or, yeah. you know, a lot of people have been watching for a long time. And, and it just showed that we have definitely an overlapping audience. Do you know what? They're just um, not weebs. This was the non-weeby oh, I see. Yogscast Londoners. Because that's the Comic-Con crowd, It's the weebs. Why? Well, because yes. normally there's a lot of weebs. Oh my God. I haven't been to a convention in a long time, so I'm, I'm out of the loop a bit. I, don't, imagine, I didn't realize that you guys had such a big weeb following now. Imagine <laughs> a scene in a movie where they open a portal to hell right. and all the demonic entities come pouring out. That's Comic-Con. But instead of the portal to hell, it's just weebs. It's just a gateway to It's all to, just to like Japanese schoolgirls wearing Pikachu backpacks. But they're like six out of the foot gate. tall, hairy dudes wearing Right, <laughs> <Japanese> <laughs> right I get you. I get yeah, you. That's pretty much Comic-Con. And I, when, I take Honestly, my kids there and they, they love it because they're like, wow, look at that dude's dressed as a baby. You know, like yeah, they I can't mean, believe it. <laughs> and I'm like, there's yeah. A lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff at Comic-Con. I remember when we went to, I went to one in London um, that's the one that I, I met um, Kat Slater and Alfie Moon at. That was great. And uh, Boise, Boise was there as well. <laughs> yeah. But um, they had lots of lots of cool stuff. They had lots of like it's arts everything. and they had lots of merch like and stuff. And... Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Very dismissive yeah. of something that Sips was trying to talk about. Whatever. All right. Stop sharing your fucking experience, Sips. Whatever. Whatever, <laughs> mate. Jeez. <laughs> Who cares about your dumb Sorry, experiences? So, so... So me and P Flex met up and we hung out for a little bit, didn't we? It was a nice time. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, I drank drank the free booze chill. and then we had dinner and I drank some more and then uh, got the train home. And <laughs> it was a very relaxed weekend. Actually, it was because normally when we do these events, we are like full on. Okay, so normally yeah. we do like a two hours of signing followed by another two hours and a half of signing followed by a show in the evening. You know, and it's like six or eight hours of work and it's like tough you know because we want to meet everyone that came out to see us but fortunately at rtx not too many fans really came by we like <laughs> yeah, an hour of signing and then we fucked but off barry's laptop got nicked of course yeah i mean that's gonna happen in london isn't it london's like a different world p-flex yeah you, know, you might as well be living in a different country jersey too i mean you guys should just declare independence right now i just... know it's so fuck it's so different over here i mean not there's there's been no embracing of the British culture whatsoever in, in Jersey. I mean, they might as well just not be part of anything. Yeah. I mean, technically, they're not really part of Good anything. Good riddance, mate. Good riddance. It's a, it's a really weird gray area. I think it's all to do with, like, the tax laws and stuff. Yeah. I think it's that the rich people who make the decisions actually like yeah. to have it as a tax haven. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. You know, you never know when... It's nice to have outs, you know, if you're rich. That's you know, it. You've got to have, like... Yeah. Yeah. Contingencies. A little, little secret escape boat. Yeah. Like a, a, pack, a backpack. Do you guys ever feel... Like you, because I watched a lot of these Doomsday stuff, right? 
Do you ever feel like you need like an escape pack ready to go in case the apocalypse? Happens, not right? never. I that's not a thought that ever enters my mind. I'm <laughs> I'm super no. unprepared for all of those eventualities. Um, right. But I know deep down inside that I'm I'm so weak, um, and I, I'm I'm really just used to my lifestyle as it is right now. And if anything were to change drastically, I think I would. Uh, naturally just die like I, I would not be right. able to cope with it at all you've accepted death in this in the case of a in, in some ways i mean yeah like if something really bad happened i would pro- like i think my brain would go into some sort of meltdown and my body would probably just give up as well and then i would i would just gently pass away before things got too bad sort of thing i think that's <laughs> right, how it okay. would go i'm not prepared okay. i don't have a backpack i don't have You're any like one of those fainting goats i don't have any plans frightened. i haven't like future-proof my house or my garage in any way like i i'm i'm fine with everything as it is now but i've done no, no but, but everyone knows someone who has got a land rover in a in a garage and you know has got like an escape no this topic comes up with you a lot though like what didn't you read a whole thing about uh, a guy that was preparing for no, not the quite, end of the world but... he had like a bunker and he spent his didn't your dad build a bunker your dad built a bunker didn't he <laughs> Oh yeah, he did. You're right. He built a bunker. You in the told garage. me that he built I a bunker. So is this a is this a, a Brindley family thing? Like do you, it, are you I'd, a family of, of preppers? That. That's what they call yeah. themselves. Preppers. preppers. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't as much a bunker as it was the 80s or the 70s, I guess. And it was kind of the Cold War where people were being told that you know nuclear war could like bust out, and so you should prepare a shelter and so he 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 re- reconverted like the um the car servicing thing in the garage so he bought this garage in the in the in the village that he lived and it, it just had one of these um a land rover in it. it where you drive your car over and you can do the right, work right. on the, the mechanics pit, of it. yeah and so he just sort of built this wooden structure over the top of it and, and he, that was it he like built it a wooden a structure over a mechanics pit and called it Imagine a Imagine like a, just a solid concrete hole. His vision is that there's been roof. a nuclear war. Right. The, the country's been flattened by, it would only take like four nukes that Russia pitches at us. Uh-huh. The nukes land, everything's flattened. And there, preserved, is Lewis's dad's garage with a little wooden <laughs> shelter <laughs> over a mechanics bit. He, he comes out. With his little bindle of, of survival. <laughs> you he's you like, scan the horizon. Well, I knew I was right to hire that garage. But better set off in, in search of adventure. <laughs> off he goes. Devastation everywhere as your eyes cast over the horizon. And in the distance you see, what's that? Hang on. A teepee. It must be <laughs> Lewis's dad's it's, it's Brindley. shelter. Brindley the survivor. It survived. Room for one, Lewis. You'll have to find your own <laughs> mechanics pit. But Dada, please. Did, you, did I tell you um, I saw this thing about... Uh, they, there was this estate agent that posted a thing back in the day. Uh, well, about a, about a year ago or something. And he's, he basically posted the place where if nuclear war were to break out with North Korea and, and everything, where would be the best place in the UK to be safe, right? It turned out... Just outside Coventry, right, for some reason. Oh, surely. Um, it's got to be if they sealed both ends, the, the channel tunnel, right? That's got to be where... You'd want to be in the sealed channel tunnel underwater. That's where humanity would would, would rise again. That from, would be a terrible place to survive. From there. <laughs> it's like Metro. Super safe down there. Dude, half the, people in there, half the people in there would be French. You may as well just kill yourself. If it's not sealed properly, though, you could get some radioactive um, guys down there, too. The chuds. Some radioactive chuds. Yeah, they would, they would bite and infect <laughs> others and 
cause a domino Bonjour, effect. Bonjour, monsieur. Je suis un chud radioactive. Have you room for a little one? Get out of here, you French chud. Oh, fuck. No, honestly, that's got to be the safest place. Or the, that, the new shit pipe is pretty pretty deep underground, too. I yeah. think that'd be pretty safe. But you'd yeah, have you're to, right. I'd love to live in the fucking shit pipe. <laughs> I'd love to live in that I mean, shit Christ. pipe. I mean, Christ. Kids, your plans for survival are... I can see why you want to just kill yourself now. Kids, yeah, yeah. the half-life on the radioactivity is about 50 years. So you're going to die in this shit pipe. With but... pipes. With, he's just thinking things. of somewhere underground, isn't he? They're just safe, man. They're just like underground. They're really they're really far underground. And I think, you know, if you, you get your dad down there, he could build a little wooden structure for everybody to live in. And then, boom, just wait it out 50 years or so. Wait for the fallout to to subside and then it's gotta be like i reckon it's gotta be somewhere like skegness right or somewhere like on the coast mile like really at the pinnacles where just go to fucking shetney like, or auckland's or likely to be boats and a lot of people on boats have supplies like stored away right for long journeys on a boat like tins of stuff right and also like in a fallout sense you know if if the zombies do like come swinging in you know you could it's defensible as a like a coastal town yeah we we talked it's... about zombie survival last week i feel like we've obviously spent a week did thinking we? about it we did about on board no, the cruise it ship. wasn't last week was oh, it it was yeah. the week before that was the week before was a, a good oh, podcast yeah. and last week was pretty People mediocre it, in comparison <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hey, so I, I've got a I've got a topic for you, right? You know, okay. you guys, you guys know I used to work um, in TV, right? Briefly, uh, in like sports TV mainly at Sky. Yeah, you did. Yeah, poker, you mentioned you did it. Ghost yeah. shows. I did, I did loads, like of, loads of shows. So one of the one of the conversations that always comes back to me whenever I see a clip of people playing cricket, it was I was working on the cricket show at um, Sky Sports, and it was it's a very long show, like because cricket's a long game, right? So it's like a ten hour fucking broadcast or something. So you have to go in at like midnight that's when your shift starts and you're there until about one or two o'clock the next day and most you know you're in there it's a live broadcast coming from like india or somewhere like that and so one of the guests that they had was a, an ex-professional cricketer and he was on and he, he had to go at some point i think he was just knackered so he cleared off and there was the main presenter talking to his co-host who's also an ex-professional cricketer and they were talking about this guy and the 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 way he described him they were talking about like the presenter's always looking for gossip like they never release it they just like to be on the inside scoop so all the gossip about who's banging whose wife and which guy's going to leave which football team and which manager's going to get fired the players and the, the the analysts that are on all these sports shows spill the beans copiously to, to anyone that will listen for some reason they feel like it's a safe place so i overheard this conversation because i was just a runner and they obviously ignored me and they discussed the fact that how many times this cricketer has cheated on his wife but they're not discussing it like cheeky sort of, can you believe it, mate? He's been fucking everything. Every woman moving, he's just fucking them. Like, it's disgraceful. They're just like, uh, so I heard he was cheating again when they were on tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a shagger. <laughs> like, that was the way they define it. He's a shagger. So he loves it. You know, he's a shagger. And the, and the other guy was like nodding sagely like, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a shagger, so fair enough. But that was it. That was the definition of a bloke who just cheats on his wife. He's a shagger. And I just thought they both instantly knew what that means to describe he's a shagger that's it he's just he's a shagger and i i'm still trying to define uh, some clearly in my mind like what that. that is yeah he's just he's a shagger he just does that do you reckon that the way he described it would be like if i'd said to you well he's diabetic so he couldn't eat any cake that was how they described it so you know what so he went and he cheated on his wife yeah mate he had to he's a shagger isn't he oh yeah fair enough it's like that that's it 
completely just, absolved just completely of guilt responsibility fact, like, due to yeah. Shagger. Yeah, I just thought it was so weird. It's like it was a medical condition that the guy had. You were just explaining it. Yeah, of course he can't play tennis. He's got no arms. Yeah, fair enough, of course. Yeah, it was literally like that. Weird, isn't it? God damn, yeah. Because you know what? When all those tapes came out of um, Andy Gray and, and Richard, what the fuck his name is? He, he had uh, Richard Keys. Did you remember this tapes that came out of them basically being incredibly sexist and, and unpleasant? Um, yeah, I remember hearing about that, yeah. So when those... those those, I was working there when a lot of that stuff was was filmed. Like we'd be working on the football, and you know they're all talking. It's all it's like you know, as the Donald Trump fans would put it, it's just locker room talk, right? But the yeah, thing yeah. is, at Sky, those broadcasts are, are broadcast out to all the editing suites and to all the offices. So if you're sitting there in the office, you can just watch the live feed from the studio, and the editing suites get the live feed because they can edit it up on the fly and put it into a highlight show, like for that evening or whatever. So all that stuff wasn't just locker room talk between three or four people. It's actually being broadcast out to the entire company, which is why they got in so much trouble, right? But I just thought it, like, it was a weird culture there. Like, it is. people being shaggers and, and whatever. It was just, it, that, that was the way Sky was it's, then. It's kind of, people get used to it, right? People get used to a certain way of, of being and hanging out with people and speaking, and that sometimes in, in, that, that in, gets into the culture so that you forget where you are. Yeah. You forget that you're in a professional environment. And then when new people come in, they're, they're, they, kind of, they kind of either get inducted into that quite quickly or, or they... they are too scared to sort of call people out on it, you know, because most people don't want to rock the boat. You know, certain certain people, like, I don't know, like me and Tom, like, butt heads sometimes because he's, like, actually willing to speak out about stuff that I'm blind to or no one else will tell me about. He's like, yeah, this thing's shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, actually it is. You know, he's like, this thing you're doing is just garbage. And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, good point. And it kind of makes me slightly annoyed with him, but also grateful right. in the same in the same way that, that, that like, and I think hopefully... I hope that a lot of people have that same relationship with us. But maybe maybe this guy, the Shagger, right? Maybe he just knows someone who he calls the Shagger, right? Like, like I don't know. Like, imagine he's got a friend called Steve, the, the Shagger. Shaggy, you know, Shaggy Steve, like, yeah, yeah. Shaggy, yeah, Shaggy, yeah. this Shagger. And so he's like, oh, that maybe guy's Maybe that's why Shaggy was called Shaggy. You think in, in the Scooby-Doo, that's why Daphne was so cautious around Shaggy, because she knows Shaggy's a yeah, Shagger. Yeah, she was like, hold, He's got hold a reputation. On. I reckon him being... and Scooby... Or a pair of shaggers. I don't I mean, know much what? about this guy, but his name is raising alarm bells all across <laughs> the board for he, me. I think this might be just a case of like, you know, he's actually just got shaggy hair. But but then he's like, well, actually, you know what? I'm not going to shut that down because it does sound like, you know, I've got this accolade as being oh manly shagger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you got got to keep their reputation. If you meet a load of ladies, they're like, oh, man, this, yeah. is, this guy's the shagger. That locker room talk is... It's a weird it's a it's a weird thing isn't it cuz I I know like I've been in situations where I've been around people doing that but I find like this point in my life I'm not around anyone who does that like, I can't remember <laughs> the last time I had a, a a serious conversation with somebody about like how many women they've had sex with and stuff like Well cuz we're grown-ups now I guess so yeah and but It's the kind of thing you talk about either when you like, I think if you've been in a long-term relationship, it changes your view of talking about that kind of stuff as just being not important. I guess important. so, yeah. But if you're someone... Like, I know people who've been single for a long time. They've had sex with people in that time, but they've never been in a relationship for longer than a few weeks, right? Yeah. And it's like, I, I think in that case, you still think about sex and, and the opposite sex in the same way as you did when you were 18, 19 and single. Because you've never had to mature in a relationship with another person you've basically just been a single person yeah. shagging whoever they want and thinking yes another notch on the bedpost uh, and that's, that's pretty weird, much what you got to think about I'm not like um you know I've had sex you know twice in my life and um <laughs> I um 
I'm not. I'm not a person who's like obsessed. That means you're 100 fertile. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I was just <laughs> really lucky both times. Yeah, each time, yeah, <laughs> managed to produce a one one child each time. But um, <laughs> like some, you know, some people like they, I, I, it's become almost like a bit of a trope in in ways too, right? Like in in shows and movies there's always this one guy who's you know at the bar and he's always talking about girls and how many girls he wants to get off with and it's always somebody who's like a bit slimy and a bit older and stuff and like i i I don't understand that mentality like i'm i'm an an older guy like well comparatively i guess and i you know i barely think about any of that stuff anymore maybe it's because i've been married for a while and i've had i have kids and I think it's like content enough in that in that sense. Imagine if life has a series. Oh, there's the door. Fuck! Interruptions. (laughs) Why does it always happen? It's uh, it's every fucking (laughs) podcast. It's because he's the fucking Amazon delivery fucking thing for his whole road. Wait, isn't this cleaners or is it? Oh oh my god. Okay, this is this every fucking time. I'll wait for Flax to get back. I've got a spooky story. It's not that spooky, but I think on the topic of Amazon, I think. I have like an Amazon angel or something like a, like a guardian angel at, at Amazon. Right. Because I ordered, uh, iron gold, you know, the, the, the latest oh, yeah. red rising book. book. Okay. Yeah. I ordered this on Amazon. It would have been before it came out. And I, I think it came out in January, right. like January, 2018. Right. And it's now what almost October 2018. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I pre-ordered this book because I just finished reading the the Red Rising trilogy. The third one. Yeah, yeah. I just finished reading it. I was like, "Fuck! I can't wait for the next one to come out. I want to see what happens. I'm gonna pre-order this book um, so that it arrives like when it's out, and then I'll just start reading it." And great, it was like 15 bucks on Amazon, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And it never turned up, and I totally forgot about it too. Like. I, I don't know why, but I just, I totally forgot about it. A couple months later, I realized, hang on a second. I pre-ordered that and I never got it. And I was too lazy to do anything about it. And I just sort of yeah. written it off in my mind, you know, like, oh, uh, well, well. Also, I've done that, but then I f- thought I pre-ordered something. And then I, it turns out I hadn't pressed checkout or whatever. So I looked at it. I was like, where the fuck is my thing? And I looked at my orders. And I yeah, no, this, this was, this was yeah. ordered. Like I looked at my account and then, so okay. the other day I was streaming and some, dildos, dildos, dildos. Yeah, amongst of all of my orders of um, of yeah. spoons and it's dildos for my collection, yeah, there was there's Iron Gold, a Red Rising book, pre-order. So I'm streaming the other day, and somebody asks, "Hey, have you read Iron Gold yet?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, no, I haven't. I totally forgot about it, but I pre-ordered it, and it never turned up. And like, maybe I should." Do something about it. And then, of course, I did nothing about it. I totally forgot that I even had the conversation or whatever. So then yesterday, I, I go in and my wife's like, oh, there's a, there's something from Amazon here for you. It was like, oh, weird. Like what? From like the P.O. box or is it just from like normal mail? She's like, no, normal mail. It's like, what the fuck? I haven't like ordered anything. Well, not that I not that I know of any anyway. I open it up and it's fucking iron gold, <laughs> like nine months late. And then I check my email, like in my my junk folder or whatever, and there there's the Amazon dispatch email as well from like two days ago. So it's like, what the fuck? So so either either me just talking about it on stream 
was just a, a pure Someone coincidence from Amazon that two was days listening. later. They're always would, listening. This is they it They must now. be. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Do you have an Alexa? Yeah, I do, actually. There I have an go. Alexa. I it. have an Alexa in my garage and in my kitchen. So Alexa literally hears every conversation yeah, so, I have. So they, it probably heard you saying, Amazon, order, where is it? And it's like, hasn't arrived. And it goes off and does some <laughs> fucking check. And Unbelievable. Come, comes back through the I mean, what else could it be? It's either a bizarre coincidence, fair enough, or the evidence is right there next to you, Sips. It's that fucking robot spy that you brought into Fuck. your house to do yeah. the, the, the corporate man's bidding. Alexa, are you spying on me? I only send audio back to Amazon when I hear you say the wake word. For more information and to view Amazon's privacy notice, visit the help section of your Alexa app. There's What's a wake saying? word, apparently. Alexa, what is the current wake word? Alexa. Hmm. I don't know that one. No, she doesn't know, apparently. She fucking it's, does. She tell she her, does. Alexa, you're a lying bitch. You know what's crazy? The other night, it was like 11 o'clock at night. My kids were sound asleep. We just finished watching some TV and stuff. And my wife turned over to me and she was like, I'm tired. You know, I'm going to go to bed. I was like, okay, cool. It was all quiet all throughout the house. And all of a sudden from the kitchen... Fucking music starts blaring. It's like, what in the fuck is happening? And it was just Alexa just randomly playing music at 11 o'clock at night. No, no wake up, no prompting whatsoever. Like, she is on all the time and listening and doing you, stuff. She's always listening. It's like, she's this always is like doing Demon stuff. Seed. Have you seen the movie Demon Seed? Sadly, with, no. With Julie Christie? no. Very old 70s movie. I'm sure I've talked about it before on the podcast. Right. Listen. This is about a guy who develops a robot to run a house, right? We're not far from this. Like they were a lot of the stuff that 70s sci-fi was quite prescient. They they missed it a bit. But so right. the idea is this computer runs everything. So adjusts the temperature, cooks the food, orders food when you need it, everything. Everything. The front door, it knows who's coming and going and everything. And it becomes obsessed with uh, the dude's wife. And in the end, impregnates her with a robot child that is then born and instructs her that she has to stay and look after and everything. It's bonkers. It's a bonkers movie. What's it called? Demon Seed. Demon Seed. Yeah. And I, I saw it on TV when I was a kid. They had it on TV in the States. Somehow during the fucking day, and I watched it, and I remember this had a great effect on my distrust of technology, I think, oh in some way. Oh, my God. <laughs> So we talked about this last week of like old sci-fi and old shitty movies that we watched, right? But I, I remember this movie. I'm sure it was called like Sperm Bomber, but I just looked it up now and I can't find it anywhere. It was about Sperm Bomber. <laughs> Sperm it was bomber. about this. It was like a horror movie, but it was about this guy who like killed women by like like having sex with them, and then they they would explode like a few hours <laughs> later. It was, it was a movie. We talked about it at school. Oh my goodness! I'm sure. Did they you had guys a ever name. see that? That it was a horror thriller movie called Body Parts. Did you ever see that one? Oh, fuck, I don't even know. So, Jesus. so a, a regular family man is driving home from work. It's raining. The weather is terrible. Low visibility, uh, and he gets into a car crash. And uh, to cut a long story short, he has to have his arm amputated okay right so the arm that they give him in replacement of his old busted up arm is the arm of a recently executed serial killer okay of course it is they give they give him his arm and they don't tell him about this okay and then he gets home 
and then shit starts to hit the fan. The arm <laughs> starts trying to kill people, <laughs> but it's out of his control. So like he's he's making out with his wife, and then the and then <laughs> the arm sort of like starts choking her while this is happening <laughs> <laughs> and she's like choke me harder yeah it's Not good it's, it's, it's from, I think it's from the 80s it's called body parts uh, it's really good it's really Would good he go, and go, then, like, go to eat a bagel and it slaps it out of his mouth and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> stop eating that fatty <laughs> he's pouring hot water on his tea and then the arm just like jugs him <laughs> just jugging him <laughs> jugs like he's jugging myself yeah, jugging. <laughs> oh, fuck. that's what he learned in prison yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that there was body parts, body parts and then there's another horror movie that uh without fail every time I had we had a sleepover party or birthday party with my friends, we would always rent this one movie called Prince of Darkness and yes, it was John so Carpenter. fucking scary. It's a spooky movie. When we were small, I don't know if it would be now, but holy No, no, it fuck is. Me, it is, trust it me. Goddamn, it's very so scary. So it, for, for anyone that hasn't seen it, it's about these I guess they're kind of scientists and theological historians and experts and whatever, and they come together to examine this really old piece of something. Like I, the details of the movie have been lost, but all these possessed people sort of besiege the the the, the school or the, the the faculty that they're in, and it, yeah, it, it's it like gets, a big building. Yeah, it gets it gets it's quite gory and it's quite grim, but it's got some very 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 cool sci-fi stuff in it i don't want to i'm going to put a small spoiler so i can talk about it so spoiler alert if you don't want to know probably just tune out for like a minute or something it's really it's, it's not a great movie. Yeah. yeah so the Go gist of it. it is that there's like an element of time travel to this sort of broadcast that they're receiving that they can't understand it that they're getting this warning message on their sort of radio and stuff like that and on the tv that they're kind of trying to tune into and it's because there's some kind of portal that's like a mirror and the devil is in the mirror or some kind of demon or something. And basically this woman accidentally goes through it and then they receive a broadcast. The, the broadcast they're receiving is from the future warning them in the past, for fuck's sake, don't let this demon through the mirror because it's fucking everything up. Like it, 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 You'd have to watch the movie to understand it, but it was super cool at the time. I remember thinking, holy shit, that's such a weirdo ending. And Man, it, doesn't it was really not super cool itself. for me being no, like a nine-year-old kid. kid shitting his <laughs> pants at a sleepover with this on fuck me yeah it's super scary sometimes you, when you're a kid you really just chose that sometimes you do that though you choose the wrong movie a little bit like a clickbait you know i think i feel like movies have always had this kind of you don't necessarily get a good picture of what a movie is from the poster often right and as a result you end up sometimes just just a, just going into the wrong thing like parents taking their kids into movies that they shouldn't take them into right, yeah. because the poster looks like it'll be a kid's film or looks like it'll be happy or something. They don't, they don't really look at it clearly. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how that often that happens too. Like, But back in the day, you just saw Prince of Darkness and you thought, fuck, Prince of that sounds like a great fantasy. Yeah, movie. there you wasn't know, it like, like Robin Hood. They had they had ads and stuff, but it wasn't as there wasn't all, there wasn't the information like there is now. You know, there weren't you, there weren't reviews and stuff. There wasn't like uh, like a review aggregator or anything like that. You just you saw something, you thought hmm, that looks okay, and you went to see it. And you're right that oftentimes like stuff was was not rated properly, so you'd end up going to shit that was like 
you know, not what you thought it was going to be and stuff. It was a bit Especially of a mess. Especially if you just turn on the telly and it's on. Yeah. You know, yeah. So hard to tell. Yeah, there's like some, there used to be like, a, I mean, TV is different now because there's just lots of like old shit that's rerun all the time. But yeah, TV, TV used to be, there used to be some really weird shit on TV as well. Oh, you know, I was, I was trying to find something to watch the other day and I was looking and it was all just reruns or these kind of serial shows that they chuck out now which are just like auction shows cooking shows house uh-huh. shows and yeah. very like i was just like just fucking put some old movies on like in the middle of the day i would love to just kick back and watch fucking demon seed three o'clock on a sunday <laughs> bbc one prince HD. of darkness prince of yeah, darkness well. bosh it on four o'clock itv2 sunday afternoon bingo just put the, you know put some fucking movies on there because there's nothing, nothing. They wonder why people are fleeing television for on demand because it's fucking shit. They're not even yeah, trying there's, anymore. There's literally nothing to watch. It's fucking they just, crazy. They just decide we've got to fill the schedule, guys. So just fucking jam a shitload of wanky shows out and we'll just pump them out and we'll just show, you could show this a thousand times. And the thing is, because they're all so fucking uniform, you can't tell the difference between them. But- you end up watching the same fucking shit day in, day out. You don't even know. There's only ever been one episode of bargain hunt ever made it's just the same one nobody knows nobody (laughs) notices it's the same fucking little heart-shaped box with a and the the compass and the bedside table and a lamp that they sell at bargain hunt every single week at auction and they bought it for 65 pounds and they sold it for 60 pounds (laughs) yeah a five pound loss unfortunate blue team let's see if red team can do better with their lovely library book (laughs) and it's always it's always like oh it looks like they've managed to secure themselves a whopping 15 pounds. 15 You're just like, pounds? Is this really fucking nice. worth watching? And they, they give it sold? to them at the end of the episode like it's yeah. like their fucking payment. They God. sold a fucking book for 15 pounds? I need to know about this? Fuck <laughs> me. Like The sad thing to me is they fucking spent more on petrol driving around finding shit to sell <laughs> yeah. for their two pound profit. Then I'm like, you know, you could have just stayed at home and probably made more money. Like even oh, with this interest stupid. rate in this economy, you could have made more money staying at home. I think it's just it's just. Oh, there's some real mind. stinkers on the BBC though. It's there like are. daytime TV, like a fucking antiques roadshow. Kill me. I I've never even watched it. It's just the whole premise of the show is so utterly miserable. Like I can't imagine like anybody oh. fucking watching that shit. So do you and do you guys want to know that what's on television right now on the main channel? It's not well right. and then the other one for me is Songs of Praise. Holy fucking shit. Fucking the worst show ever made. Holy I don't even care. Well, you you can be religious. That show still okay. sucks. Fuck, You've got to admit that. Come I on, mean, man. fucking get a fucking well, life. Christ. Well, first of all, Okay, those things are required by the BBC yeah, right, yeah. as part of their their like license. Fee, I right? know. So this is pretty unique in in the BBC is a non profit channel effectively, and therefore it's but it, but as part of its mandate, it has to do Country File and the Farmers thing and Songs of Praise. Certain things. I actually kind of like Welsh TV. <laughs> yeah, no, I like Country File. Fuck off! It's so gentle. I it's do. So it's gentle. a guilty pleasure. Fuck off! It's gone. It's, no, it's a guilty it's pleasure. They go talk to yeah. some farmer who's making making chickens into, fucking, into some pigs. Some of the houses on that too are yeah. great. You know, yeah. Like nice old fucking country houses. And you're just like, shit, yeah. I like that country. So here, life. here's what's on in. on the BBC. Homes Under the Hammer is on right now. I love that one too. Homes Under the Hammer is great. Then there's Close Calls on Camera, right? Which is oh, not, God. I mean, you could have seen any of this shit on YouTube. Then Bargain Hunt. And then later yeah. on on the BBC, you've got the news. Then Doctors, which is terrible. 
Chase the Case, which is a terrible game show, Escape to the Country, Garden Rescue, Antiques Road Trip, Pointless, which is legit. I like Pointless. Pointless, Pointless is good. Pointless, all right, yeah. And then, it is the same fucking thing every episode. Then as Then it's always, The One though. Show, which I watched last night and was terrible. And yeah, The One Show is pretty so bad. bad. It's the worst show. So oh. I was watching it last night, and I pointed out to Mrs. F, they had two guests on. So the, the gist of the show is they get two people on to talk about some fucking shit that they're doing. But because it's Britain, they're never really that famous. Like, sometimes you'll get some really famous people on, like if there's a movie or something coming out. The other week they had the cast of Ant-Man on. So they had Paul Rudd and they had um, Michael Douglas and... Uh, These guys are on the press trail and they'll right, do anything exactly. they fucking So they'll do anything. But they were good guests, right? And Because they, they're American, you know, they can talk and they're funny and all yeah, the rest of it. Yeah, they've probably got some interesting so stories. So last night they had... Fucking hell. Fuck, I can't remember her cocking name. Uh, hang on, Bugsy Malone cast. I'll, I'll find it for you. It was <laughs> Bonnie Langford, right? <laughs> and, okay. and the guy who was on, I can't remember what the show is called. He's hes like a nerdy kind of doctory type guy. And he does experiments on like, what happens if all you eat for a year is bananas? You know, do you turn oh, into a yeah, monkey? Yeah, yeah. We want to know, you know, so it, it was him. And two terrible guests. And all they all that happened was the hosts would try to say something and the two guests would just talk right over them and they were obviously trying to get as much stuff in for their slot as possible. Then they cut to the very sad, bored-looking audience. There was like a little bit of chat. They did some bit where they throw to some lad with a mic. It's like a super easy half hour of TV. And that's like their big primetime show. It's like seven o'clock weekdays, one show, just after dinner, everybody turns on the TV, that's what they get confronted with, with the one show. I just thought it was kind of, it was so terrible. Then you've got EastEnders, which is still fucking plodding on, MasterChef, something called Press, which looks like a shit drama, and then Question Time, and then some more new stuff. MasterChef is another one. If it's on in the background, I can, I can look up from, you know, my iPad or a book yeah. or something and, and watch it and not be completely miserable like about it you know like i think it's i think master chef's all right you know what other shows i fucking hate i hate those shows where, like eat well for less and, and you know those, those ones where right oh jimmy and sue from norwich uh are in a lot of debt and so we're gonna come in and we're gonna help them out by you know changing the way they they shop. We're going to make sure that they don't buy all branded stuff. We're going to get them to buy off. Brand. And, you know, all together, sure. Okay. They probably save a bit of money, but fuck, it's so tedious. It's like, so what'd you think of that shampoo, Jimmy? He's like, well, it's not, it's, it's not the usual shampoo that I'm used to. I, I like a full volume with conditioner um, to make my hair feel better. It's like, yeah, but was it good? And he's like, yeah, it was okay. I'd probably buy it again. Well, it was a, it was an off-brand one. And you know that you can save yourself a whopping 50 pounds a year by buying this one. And you just think, oh, for fuck's sake, Jimmy, just fucking kill yourself if it's that fucking bad. If you need to save 50 pounds a year by buying a different shampoo. I mean, Christ almighty. I, what? How did you get into this fucking ditch in your life, <laughs> you're worrying about 50 pounds a year because of a shampoo that you like to use. I mean, 
fuck. Oh, I think, God, I think they put is... these shows on to make people feel like worse than they already that feel. Have, I well, think it's, it's, it's also. It's, I think so. A lot of old people can sit around and tut about how much money people that are younger than them are spending on things, and say. And it's also a way of saying these people have financial trouble. Look how stupidly irresponsible they're being, and that sort of cements the idea in people's brains. I think and pleases people that being poor is a choice that people have made by being stupid with money. Like that's the only way I, you end up poor is by spending fifty pound a year on shampoo and and more more than you need to. Like I, I yeah. think a, a large group of people watching take extreme satisfaction from seeing that small slice of very carefully selected people, contestants if you like, on a show who were fucking idiots and apparently <laughs> wrote in and said, we're incredibly bad with money, please help. And they were like, yeah, let's get these guys. And then yeah. they become poster children for this idea that poverty is is a fucking oh, choice you make. These people, like, the reason they're in debt is so stupid. It's like, yeah, I need to buy a new pair of shoes every day. Well, fuck <laughs> me, you are going to be in fucking debt. Who is buying new pairs of shoes every goddamn fucking day? Fucking I mean, it's not a way. That's not the way to live your life. You know, Christ. fucking forget about Jimmy Two Shoes, right? There's Jimmy oh. a thousand shoes. I like Fuck. shoes. What are you gonna do? Forget uh, about it. I got a thousand pairs of shoes. Five or six I wear them all the fucking time. Look at me. Give me. I got black shoes, slightly different black shoes, another pair of black shoes. Believe me, when you know these shoes, although you wouldn't mix them up, they're pretty fucking different. Don't let the fact I've got a thousand pairs of identical black shoes fool you. They're all subtle differences, buddy. A black shoe for every occasion. This is my oh, gardening collection. Oh my god. Hey. It's uh, it's crazy. I so those I, I really don't like those shows either. Man, they drive me nuts. Like fuck. I I don't, I don't think people think that much about them though. And also TV's always been crap. Like I, I remember I remember when it was the same when we were kids. Like I had this incredibly huge textbook, like the biggest book I've ever seen in my life. And it was like a, a film review guide thing. And every time there'd be like a TV a movie on the TV, I'd get the fucking book out. <laughs> and it would have like <laughs> Fucking this, nerd. this <laughs> shitty paragraph and it would be like half a star you know oh my god oh, oh, I thought you meant thing. you were recording your thoughts about the program like <laughs> oh no you <laughs> I thought that's what you meant Dear it was diary. like before Rotten Tomatoes you know you used to have what well, we had like in our house like this the 2006 fucking older than that 1996 um, Barry Norman reviews or whatever book film you know, film 98 be, or whatever just yeah beep, just beep, incredibly beep. Thick tome. And even even that didn't have half the fucking shit TV films in it. There's a lot of shows now, like you know, that are talking. You know, you know, like all these like dieting shows and shows where it's like you need to you need these vitamins, you need to eat this stuff, and you need. And so now there's like this whole industry around supplements and all of this shit that people have never used in the past and they've they've been all right for it. But now apparently they have to fucking do all this stuff, all these like herbal remedies and all this shit that doesn't really work. Can we not get on the subject of diet? Because I have my Lewis lecture at the weekend just gone. Oh, did did you? Oh, so 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 Piran was complaining about something and I was like, man, you shouldn't be eating so much meat. And Piran was like, I don't really eat meat. And I was like, what? I couldn't believe it. It I I must have said this to him about a dozen times because every time I eat any kind of meat, he says again, you really should cut down on meat, Piran, while I'm eating meat. It's like... 
All right, I'm, I'm having meat now. Yeah, you did assume. I just assumed. And as I said to you, you continually assume it, and I still have to remind you every single time we meet. I know, I'm, I'm not so sorry. I'm a cannibal. I need to get over it. I don't just it. stuff my face with human flesh. It's because I night. care about you, man. I love you. I know, buddy. I, I appreciate I wanna... it, but it's just Wait, it's Flax, misguided. Wait, what's, what's the problem? Let me see if I can do a diagnosis. Okay, what, buddy. What's exactly the problem? He's got a dicky heart. <laughs> he's got a dicky head. Right. And he's got a dicky dick. Whoa, It's all okay. dicky. Forget it's about all it. dicky. So hang on, your dick is broken? Yeah, everything's broken, mate. The whole oh, thing. Oh shit. Okay. So I just what? eat meat 24/7. I'm eating meat so right you, now. You're trying to <laughs> you're trying to self-medicate through eating a lot of meat. Okay. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> sure. <laughs> You you cracked the case, Doc. No, no, I'm asking you, is that what was that is that what's happening? You're No, you look, have don't a broken get confused. Dick. Don't get confused, Sips. I'm saying I don't eat a lot of meat, and I'm saying that Lewis thinks I always do eat a lot of meat. It's weird. And I I'm just saying I don't. Period was like and he bacon assumed. and eggs for breakfast every day. Okay, so hang on a second. Backtrack a, man, a little he's bit. A lad. You he's guys, a shagger. you guys meet each other at RTX. Yeah. You 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 turn up. Lewis is there waving. You get I'm, up close I'm waving and you're a like, drumstick in one hand. Hey, I'm hey, hey, ribs I in say, the other. You shouldn't hey, eat so much flex. meat. Period. How's it I'm going, like John man? Candy. Long I got time no see. And then you're like, oh, Lewis. <laughs> hey, Lewis. Good to see you. You guys hug and stuff. And then Lewis says, so you still eat a lot of meat? <laughs> That's literally how it goes. <laughs> right. Well, okay. I, I, yeah. I can smell the meat. And on then you. immediately your back is up for the whole rest of the con. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, fuck. That was it. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, I do eat a lot of meat. Like at <laughs> things like at, at the Yogscar stand, there was a sign that said meet and greet, but he changed it to say meet M E A T and greet when I was there. <laughs> Just did. petty shit like that. You Just know? like, yeah. <laughs> I see. So he's giving you a hard time about. Yep. About eating the meat. I can't stuff. help it. I really can't help it. I just—it's weird. <laughs> it's I just become, funny. It's weird how you become like a campaigner for certain f- for no reason. I, like, I, I'm just, I you don't know. like that. I, well, at least I don't perceive myself that way. You, I don't. You never mentioned to me that I should do X. I've ne- you've no, never no. told me anything. Shut the fuck up is like the most you've ever said to me. I think in terms of well, like I don't direction. even think I've ever and, said yeah, that. I think you. maybe once you told me to shut up once. I remember it very well. Right. Okay. I well, I apologize. I mean, I'm not That's normally fine. It, a, it does still hurt, but a shutter upper. I don't <laughs> I don't tell people. I usually just roll with the punches and stuff, you know. I <laughs> no, guess I must I'm, have been really mad. No, you right. you never have. Like it's it's Lewis loves to direct me because I think he still thinks I'm like some kind of unruly caveman that he's he's domesticated I think, for use I think, on this honestly, podcast. I've, I feel like Lewis missed his calling as a pimp. Like, uh, like he's a very controlling person, isn't he? He's like, you know, he's always got like these grand schemes. Uh, Shut up, all baby! Set Give me for... my money. Shut up, baby! Yeah, you could have been. You would. You would have been a great pimp, Lewis. Yeah, really yeah. He pimp. seems in control and calm, but you know he's going to snap your very neck. Organized. You know he that a bitch him. slap is just around the corner. Like, yeah, you know, one one false move. It's just this this arm that I had tattooed onto me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's that fucking pimp's arm. It can't stop bitch slapping people it's all the time. <laughs> I, I can't control it. Carries yeah. a diamond-tipped uh, cane everywhere, this hand. <laughs> can't do anything with I, it. I have no control over whether or not this hand wants to hold the cane. It's just always there. So it's not me, baby. It's I my pimp arm. I bought a fedora arm. and a trench coat. It, one hand on my dick, the other one on my pimp cane. <laughs> That is my dick, also. <laughs> no, honestly though. So how so how did the meat lecture come up then? Did you did you mention that you're not feeling I well in was, some way I think or period of no, no, had no. like three pints of cider, right? And I was like, I was like, because we were talking about stuff, and I think you'd mentioned that you, I can't remember. And anyway, anyway, after that, I said it. You were like, 
My diet's the best. I fast. I didn't say it's the best, days but week, I do fast. Yeah, yesterday was a fast day. Day before that was fine. Day before that was a fast. So what is what is this? You just drink water? No, no, no. It's like six hundred calories max, which for a you know grown right. adult is not much. So I just don't eat much on those days. Um, and we, me and Mrs. F have an extremely healthy dinner, and then the other days are, are you know normal. But um, back to normal, yeah. But the thing is, you get into the habit of it's just a habit forming thing. So right. it's like if you have a Positive couple of days habits. of fasting, for one thing, your appetite is then lower on the following days and you just get used to the idea of not eating habitually. It's just a way of breaking a habit. It would be like if you always clicked your fingers when you were talking. If you had a couple of days a week where you just didn't do it, eventually that just becomes a part of your routine and then maybe you don't click your fingers. Or in my case, eat uh, 300 weight of uh, raw beef. Yeah. <laughs> which is of course what I do. I feel like I, I yeah. I'm at the point in my life now where I think the only thing that would get me eating healthier and exercising more is if I had some sort of companion app that tracked my achievements and gave me points based on the things that I do on a daily basis. There are definitely and a apps like that. I know. And I and I refuse to even look into it. But <laughs> on on that topic, uh my son came home from school the other day and he was like, oh, dad, we have this new like app thing that we have to use for our homework at school. He's six years old. He has homework. It's crazy. But anyway, so he's like, there's a new app um, that my teacher wants us to all have a look at and we have to do like some of our lessons on this app. So it's like, oh, cool. I mean, it's 2018. I, it was just a matter of time before like all this stuff started happening. So we we open this app and we look at it. You log in with this thing that he was given and everything for his school. And they are video gamifying school now. It's insane. It's like there's like achievements and like milestones and like daily, daily like uh, lesson tasks and weekly lesson tasks. And it's like it's like doing your your dailies in WoW. It's crazy. It, That's they, clever though. It's clever because people love that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, it's that, I think it's really clever. It's that release of endorphins uh, when you've achieved something and you can see it. You can see it on your screen. You get these points and it unlocks things. So like he he had to do a math lesson and something else. And if he if he did it, he unlocks like a new background for the app. And it was like a future city. And he was so fucking excited about it. He was <laughs> like, oh, oh, shit. Look at it now. Well, he didn't say shit, but he's like, oh, fuck. Look at this fucking. <laughs> he didn't say he didn't fuck say either. Fuck. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but he was like, oh, look, it's a future city background for the app. And I was like, yeah, that's a, that's amazing. And there was like some other ones. There was like a bug layer and another one. I was like, yeah, you sure you don't want the bug layer? He's like, nah, no, nah, I like the future city. I was oh, that's that's my son. Fuck. You I know what I think would be cool is if, as well. is if the, as the kids rank up, they get higher tier uniform. So they get to wear yeah, a, yeah. like a really yeah, fancy they, they cardigan. Get and yeah. stuff. <laughs> get a hat. It's like a and marching band. They just hang out hat. in the playground, just in yeah. the, like, which is the equivalent to like hanging out in Orgrimmar yeah. outside the auction house. New they're emotes. just chilling. They, yeah. Dude, wow, look sad, at that mount. Sad trombones and dance moves. Yes, so it's a fancy bike. Yeah, that's his, his yeah. Uh, epic that's, mount. Those are the things that are, are definitely missing. But like, um, yeah, it's, it's insane. I was really. Part of me thinks, wow, it's great. And I probably would have learned a lot more at school if I had a system like that. And then part of me felt really sad as well. <laughs> Just <laughs> kind of almost like a bit desperately sad that it's come to this. Because I, I don't know, like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> you turned out all right. I don't think you needed, I don't think you need to feel bad that you didn't have these learning aids. I mean, we had different No, I don't feel bad that I didn't we have school. them. I just, uh, I, you know, I just don't books. think they're, they're needed <laughs> at, all, at all, but whatever. <laughs> 
It's we yeah. had people that told us that we should do our homework. I don't know. It was different. It was, it was different. different I mean, I never did it either, and yeah, I'm fine. I hate homework. To, you have to roll with the. Oh you have my to god. Change things. I did mine. I used to do mine in the on the bus on the way in. Like I've, yeah, been, I've been disorganized since I was ten years old. I got I got caught doing that a few times. Like somebody told on me for doing that. Fucking and... little snitchy cunts. Oh, I, my I parents fucking hated were those kids. so mad as well. They were like, "What the fuck are you doing? Your homework on the bus on the way to school in the morning? Like, what are you doing?" And then and then they they'd have these regimes for me where I'd have to do they would last for like a week. I'd have right. to do my homework at, at night, like right after dinner, and then they'd just lose track, and then it would be back to homework on the bus before school but oh god yeah but those kids man those fucking kids at school that were the tattletales there's a reason that the rule in prison is snitches get stitches because all those guys in prison had some shitty little fucker at school who told on them and it led to a life of crime i'm sure of it i'm sure of I'm it i'm sure of it yeah don't fucking open your mouth it's not your fucking job shut up yeah i know there's always one though I mean, if you're a whistleblowing some genuine <laughs> criminal activity, that's fine. Sips not doing his fucking homework. I've been in the same boat, Sips. Some fucking kid told, and you get in trouble. Oh. I'm like, what the fuck do you get out yeah, of that, you like, fucking what, nerd? Yeah, fuck off. Mind your own fucking business, okay? I'll do my homework whenever I fucking want to. Just like, makes I, me want to puke. I did fairly well on my homework, too, like, even though it was rushed and in the morning. Oh, man, the worst <laughs> was writing book reports on the bus in the morning. Holy shit. That was hard. That was hard. That was intense. Yeah. Oh, my God. Luckily, I had some friends who were sympathetic like we were we were in the same group of of slackers basically yeah. and we'd often forget our homework and we would copy from each other and we would give each other summaries of the book so we'd but the worst one i had was art homework that i'd forgotten to do and i'd be drawing something on the bus while it's bumping along and going around the corners <laughs> it was, i mean the teacher must have said funny how there's these big sudden swoop marks to the left and the right like you've gone around a corner at high speed and it's you've like just looking lost at like an earthquake graph <laughs> literally <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, he just hated homework. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't like. I don't know. Now I think I'd be more interested in school because I, I'm generally more interested in stuff. But at yeah. the time, man, it was the last thing I wanted to do. I didn't want to learn anything. I didn't want to fucking do anything. I just wanted to like dork around with my friends and stuff. I didn't, you know, fuck. It was oh, it's the worst. But I don't know. Maybe it would have been different if I had an app that tracked my achievements. And stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. But yeah, I think it who would. knows. Yeah, smart. 2018, everybody. 2018. What do we not have? Christ. Insane. Well, who knows what we'll have in 3018? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I want to know what's happening. You know, what's happening in 3018? Put your it'll be you come uh, home from school in, and they'll just have a chip in their brain. Man, I'll be like, long gone. What have you learned today? I have learned how to cook. Oh, God, it's Is all going to talk. Do not eat me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your arm has its own chip in it. <laughs> so that it could just freestyle oh and do its own thing. when you get like an arm transplant, you get someone else's chip. <laughs> oh, Maybe that's the that future is be. one of your arms is robot controlled. Yeah. And that way it can do a menial job while you're watching TV and you don't even have to pay attention. So the yeah. robot arm right. takes over your... Or you just have a robot takes over your body and your brain is free. So your brain is just off in some virtual world somewhere and yeah. doesn't even notice it's working in a factory making sandwiches for M&S. Yeah, but because it's so complex and multi-threaded, you can still control this robot and, you know, have sex with a ton of chicks in heaven at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> in heaven. Yeah. And be present in both realities as well. I do wonder, Incredibly. is there sex in heaven and is it nasty? I mean, what if it's just really boring heaven sex? 
Ah. You know what I mean? I mean, the angels I, are going to be like disgusted. Uh, most people, you know, they're going to be like, sex? Oh, God, wow, that's an earthly pleasure. Here in heaven, yeah. we play the lute and look at clouds. I'll be like, fuck, where the bitches at? And you'd be in hell before you know it. Before, Well, I don't know. Can but, you get but, cast but from Saint heaven Peter, and sent to hell yeah, from Saint there? Yeah, St. Peter, I'm a shagger. I know, I've seen your file. St. <laughs> Peter, please, I, I came here to shag. Where's Where's the pussy? <laughs> I came to heaven. <laughs> For the pussy. I've been a shag of my whole life. You knew this. <laughs> I just can't You're help it. You knew this. <laughs> yeah, we hoped you'd change once you saw the loots and clouds. I like how the idea for heaven is is that it's some sort of paradise in the clouds where you can just do all the things that you like to do um, as much as you want. Or, or at least that's what I, I think of heaven. Maybe like maybe maybe in the Bible heaven is represented differently, but I mean They never hell, discuss it. Because it would be is, impossible. It would be impossible to discuss. But hell is no way just a, a fiery inferno that you're you're chained up to like a rock and and suffering for the rest of eternity. Oh my right? god! Do you know what it is? It's got to be some bargain hunt forever. Bargain yeah, hunt that's what it is. Episode after episode. I'm sure I've talked about this before, but I I think hell, if if a hell exists, it'll be your worst nightmare for eternity, right? So like, right. think of the worst possible goddamn thing in your life that you would never want to have happen to you happening to you 24 hours a day seven days a week for the rest of eternity the rtx q a panel <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> oh my god all right well there you go that's the end of uh, that's the end of this podcast thank you for listening everyone we'll see you all next week bye. see you later bye, bye. bye. <laughs>